everybody. Welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we are thrilled to welcome a return guest to the podcast, another Conversations with Friends episode. But before we get to that delightful conversation, just a couple little things we want to talk about. Outside of the podcast, you can find us. We are at Megan and Wendy on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter for now. These episodes are free and will always be free, but if you'd like to support the podcast outside of the show, we love your support. You can join our Patreon community at patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy. You get bonus episodes from us there, as well as deleted scenes from podcasts that never make it to the free feed. We'd love to have you. No commitment. It's month to month. Cancel at any time. But if you do sign up, you do get access to past episodes. Mm. So there will be episodes sitting there waiting for you the moment you subscribe. Yeah, and you can email us. <laughs> Megan was like, do I need the note to remind you to say that? Give us our email address. I have no words right now. Yes, email us, Wendy at gmail.com. Okay. In last week's Pop Culture Club episode, just a quick – we have a lot of follow-ups happening right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. We talked about Love is Blind. Yes. And – I'm anxiously awaiting new episodes. I'm all caught up. Mm-hmm. Many feelings. I would like to let you know that Kelly from season one of Love is Blind. Do you remember Kelly? Nope. Couldn't even tell you what that person looks like. Her name is Kelly Chase. She was engaged to Kenny. And I believe Kenny said no to her at the altar. Yes, that kind of sounds familiar. In a recent Love is Blind, I believe it was after season two, we saw... Both Kelly and Kenny attend a cocktail party. Kenny was there with his his new lady. Oh, I didn't see that. Anyway, Kelly is on TikTok. Uh, spilling tea? Yeah. She's talking a lot about the behind the scenes of the show. And on TikTok, she is I am Kelly Chase. And she talks about a lot of the logistics of the show. People had a lot of questions. But one thing I thought she said, she's like, yeah, we, you didn't see us a lot because we were pretty undramatic there wasn't Mm. a lot of drama in our relationship Mm -hmm. but notably i thought it was interesting she said all of the proposals in the show do occur on the final day so even though we see them spread out over a couple of episodes those are all happening one after the other which is why you see them vacating those little hallways Mm -hmm. and then they bring in the next couple okay so they're all filmed at once if you want more behind the scenes follow her she's talking about it answering questions she looks great people are asking about like wedding dress shopping i will say i also follow alexa from love is blind on tiktok and i'm still rooting for her and brennan and she's like made jokes about having to like keep your hands covered in all your photos so nobody knows if you're married oh really i'm rooting for them too Anyway, if you want more Love is Blind behind the scenes to tide you over in between episodes, give I Am Kelly Chase a follow. I have one follow-up question for you. Sure. Do you think that Nick and Vanessa Lachey are necessary for that show? No. No. A host is not necessary on that show, right? No. No. Great point. I don't think they're hardly ever on it. I know. Oh, we talked last week about how maybe we were going to go to New York. Mm-hmm. We're not. But we are going to go on a snowy vacation. I hope it snows. Do you hope it snows? No. Oh. Only because I don't know how to navigate snow. So I, I did tell my husband over the weekend, though, like, I'm glad we're not getting a car because these two California yahoos are not going to know how to yeah. drive in snow yeah. or okay. snowy conditions. So we're going to Denver. And New York is far. It's hard to make happen. It was my schedule that kind of screwed it. You're making a face. You're just funny. Well, it, it is. There's no blame here. I know. I, there is no blame. It's just, you know, 
we have we were trying to fit it in among several other yeah. things and we're busy. It's easier to go somewhere closer to home, shorter flight, shorter time change, et cetera, et cetera. It makes sense to go for a weekend. It's snowy there. Wendy mentioned wanting to go to a Christmas market. Denver apparently has a huge classic German Christmas into market. It. Totally into it. They have tons of like holiday light displays. Like if you look love up it. Denver and the holidays are like, go to the zoo lights, go to the botanical garden lights, go to this holiday tea. Like, there is no shortage of activities to do while we are there. Mm-hmm. If you have Denver wintertime, non-skiing, non-ice skating, activities to recommend to us please send them our way because we are headed there did you want to ice skate no no me neither i what was that wind blew something over in the okay i was like i saw something move in the backyard but i, I didn't thought know what it was, it was. An animal it was oh. a hat oh, okay uh, yeah i i used to be such a really good roller skater mm. and i tried to do that again like a couple of years ago and was so bad and since then I have broken my arm and i don't think i'm willing to uh-huh. put life and limb yeah out on the ice skating rink so for the locals did you skate at holiday skate center or skateway oh i've never been to skateway it's not there anymore but listener heidi knows what i'm talking about well, I used to go to all the after-school skates, but no, I'm not interested. Like, the snowiest activity I would do is, like, a snow tubing situation. Oh, I would do that. That'd be super fun. I would also do a boom, boom, snowmobiling. Yeah, I would do that, too. Oh, okay. Because there's no physical, like, exertion. No, 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 no. It is a little so scary, though. What's scary about I it? I think it's scary. You've been snowmobiling before? Mm-hmm. I don't think it looks that scary. It doesn't look scary. No, but what's scary about it? It's scary. <laughs> I don't know. I would do I it. I felt like I was going to tip over. And... Oh, come on. But, you know, we were on a guided tour. We were with my... Oh, a guided tour. That's fun. Oh, yeah. They don't just, like, let you go out into the snow with your rented snowmobiles. Oh, I thought they would. They, like, take you through the mountains. Let's see. Anyway, Let's see. if you have Denver recommendations during the winter, please let us know. We are headed there. I'm excited about it. I want food. I want shopping. I want holiday lights. I want holiday, 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 holiday. Can I tell you, I saw this really cute gingerbread sweater today. And did you want to buy it for this trip specifically? No, I wanted to (laughs) buy it for the holidays. It's like a really cute white sweater with these little like gingerbread men on it Uh from the loft. I loved it. I clicked on it. They don't have it in my size. Like they don't make it extra large. That's what size I would typically wear. How you do you even make it? In no, that it wasn't sold out. It was just not available. Just no. no loft. That's a fail, right? It stops at large. Yes, they're like f you basically. I'm gonna look it back up again no because cute gingerbread men for you. I found one with big gingerbread men on it. Not Are there two? Ginger- yeah, forty percent off. I think that's it. Stops at a large. Stops at a large. Extra extra small. Yeah. But stops at a large. Oh. That's a fail. But it's cute, though, Very right? Very cute. I think so, too. Not like not like a hideous Christmas sweater. Not like sweater. an ugly sweater, no. What's going on, Loft? I just Googled holiday sweater. I mean, I really don't want to be that gal in a cookie sweater anyway, but... Oh, no, I think it's very cute. It's kind of chic. <laughs> I really like it. Well, get it for yourself. Loft has this really cute reindeer sweater. Is it red, though? No, it's white. Hold it's on, I'm looking cream. for it. Oh, it does come in an XL. It's cream with a oh, black stitched ring. I see it. That's that is cute. cute. I kind of like that too, but why the heck do they not have 
Oddly, their petites go up to double X, but their regular sizing only goes up to XL. I don't understand. Make it make sense to me, Loft. Do you do you wear like holiday type? I'm not opposed to it. I'm not calling them ugly sweaters. Like I mean, like a holiday like design sweater. I'm not opposed to it. I don't know that I. I mean, I have. I've owned like an ugly sweater. Mm-hmm. We have Disney ugly Christmas sweaters. You do. My husband and I have matching ones. <laughs> Vacay with Bay. <laughs> Vacay with Bay, guys. We bought them a couple years ago. We actually bought the whole family them to go to Disneyland during the holidays. My children are thrilled that they have outgrown theirs. <laughs> my husband and I still have them, and we are going to Disney during the month of December, and I'm pretty sure we will wear them and match and be those people. Oh, I hope you don't fight. You're fi- Never fight at the happiest place on earth. So what? We don't really fight there. What's to fight about? Crowds. Well, I get grouchy, but... Oh, that's right. You fight with, like, other people who accuse you of... Sure, yeah. <laughs> Long-time listeners of the podcast know that Megan went to Orlando and got in a fight with a another Disney patron. Actually, I will... at Universal Studios. Was it at Universal? Why was I thinking it was at Disney Because World? it was the same location where we saw the Disney vacay with Bay shirts, but they just didn't happen to be at Disney at the time. Oh, interesting. I will try to find that episode and leave a link to it in our show notes if you want to go back and hear it. Real salty. This is why we should not move to a place that has a lot of heat and humidity because I will be mean all the time. Mm-hmm. So speaking of my husband. Yeah. I took him to Home Goods this weekend. Looking for what? holiday decor okay Uh it's saturday afternoon and he wanted to go he had some visions so he was like let's go we were checking some things out at home depot Mm -hmm. we went to walmart actually had quite a bit of success at walmart oh wow but there's a home goods right next to our home depot and i was like come in here and this man we have a 12 year old daughter she's very into gnomes this year Mm mm-hmm very into gnomes. So she had a bunch of fall gnomes. Now she has a bunch of Christmas gnomes lined up, ready to go. And let me tell you, the gnome selection at Home Goods is off the chain. You took the words literally right out of my <laughs> mouth. I was going to say off the chain. I swear to you. And my husband goes, is this like a trend this year? Or is it's, it? I feel like it's been a trend for the last five years. I, I think it's gotten... It's hit critical mass. I think it's peaking. To me, for some reason, I connect Ray Dunn with the gnomes because I feel like those two were, like, tied together at, like, peak Ray Dunn. And then, like, the gnomes went with it. They were just everywhere. I don't know if I'm noticing it more, but let me tell you. There are gnomes. It's every There's... There's gnome stuffed animals, there's gnome mugs, there's gnome plates, there's gnome blankets, there's gnome holiday cards and wrapping paper and tissue paper. It's everything. Well, my daughter's very into it. And so mm-hmm. we walk in and there's a huge display of gnomes. And he was like, well, I think she needs this one. It's bigger than all the ones she has. So we like go back and forth and he picks one for her and it's home goods. So it's like $20. Mm-hmm. And my son had requested garland for his around his window in his bedroom Mm -hmm. so we were like well we're getting him the garland we'll get her another gnome Mm -hmm. fine we walked to the store first of all my husband is it's so weird because there's a home goods very close to us he never really goes there he's loving it especially because it's christmas they've got so much good stuff we're just having a great time and then on the way out we see another little display and they have gnome squishmallows Mm -hmm. And my daughter enjoys a Squishmallow. Like, she's kind of aging out of the stuffed animal phase, but, like, is really on the border. Like, Mm -hmm. still kind of enjoys them. But And these gnome Squishmallows are giant. 
like oh, large. Like sleep in your bed, snuggle with it? Yes. Oh. Big. And I was like, oh, I think we need to get her this one because she has a lot of like little stuffed gnomes and she doesn't have a gnome squishmallow. And if we're going to get her a big gnome, I think it should be the gnome squishmallow. And he's like, I know, but this gnome's so much cuter. So he's like, let's get both. And I was like, this is ridiculous. And so we're standing in the checkout line, which of course is forever long. Always at TJ Maxx and Home Goods. Always. Always. And he's like, what's going on here? I'm like, welcome to Home Goods. Yeah. This is just how it is. Anyway, we're standing in line. I'm like, do you really think she needs both of these? He's like, one for her bed, one for her chair. So then this lady in front of us is kind of listening to our conversation and she turns around and he goes, which one should we get? And she's like looking back and forth and like the one my husband's holding is objectively the cuter gnome. Mm -hmm. But the one I'm holding, the Squishmallow, I just know my daughter. She's going to want the Squishmallow gnome. Mm -hmm. It's not as cute, but it's squishy. Anyway, she's like, well, are you, I was like, keep in mind, she has a lot of gnomes. And she goes, oh, well, you her aunt and uncle? And I was like, no, we're her ridiculous parents. She goes, oh, Aunt well. and uncle? She was like, I'm an aunt. So, like, as an aunt, I'd be like, buy both. But if yeah. you're her parents, like, you got to have some limits, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We bought both. I'm not surprised. <laughs> the question and follow-up question I have is, where are you going to store the big-ass Squishmallow gnome? Great question. You know what I did? Just a quick note here. This week and I pulled out my Christmas bin. I have a bunch of them. But... I have already started to see, obviously, like Christmas wrapping paper and Christmas bows and Christmas, all this stuff. And I go, oh, should I buy that while I'm here? And then I go, I think I save like leftover wrapping paper and bags and tissue paper and all that stuff. Do you do that? Yes. And so I was like, I'm going to pull, be responsible and pull out the bin first and see what I have in there and what I'm going to need. I don't need one shirt box and I don't Ah. need any bags. Uh-huh. I do need some tissue paper. I need some ribbon, and I need a couple rolls of wrapping paper. Okay, so much tape in there. Mm-hmm. Don't need to buy any tape this year. So I feel like responsible shopper this year. Proud of you. Can you believe it? I will say we di- we were looking at a lot of things. He goes, "Look, we decorate very early." Also discussed later this episode. He goes, "The day after we d- we can come back. Like let's decorate, and then." We'll make a list of anything we feel like we're actually missing once they're up. Because you're just overcome yeah, totally. when you're in the store. And my house isn't decorated for Christmas. And I'm like, well, I want all of this. But the mm-hmm. reality is we have all of it. We have plenty. So he said, let's just see. I was very proud of this man's restraint. Because let me tell you, the man loves, I think, shopping for Christmas decor almost more than the actual so having funny. of the decor. That's so funny to me. I mentioned in our episode currently coveting items i talked about a one thousand dollar dyson vacuum when he was like absolutely not don't do it does a vacuum for you but i will say that we got a reply on instagram she was like i have that vacuum and i love it oh stop just a point in its favor and with that we're gonna take a quick break and come right back to talk with kathleen donahoe Welcome back and welcome to our lovely guest. She is a return guest on the podcast. We are so happy to have Kathleen Donahoe. She is a writer and business owner living in Seattle. She is also the co-owner of Oh Baby Fitness. She also, I'm going to let everybody know, is doing us the great favor (laughs) of re-recording this episode because we had our very first major audio malfunction over here at Long Story Short. And the fact that it happened with the guest sent me into an absolute full-blown body sweat (laughs) tailspin. But 
We get the bonus of having two conversations. We've totally changed direction with this conversation, so it's brand new for everybody. Thank you for joining us, Kathleen. For having me. I'm always, always happy to hang out with you guys. And thank you for not calling me names when I had to tell you (laughs) that we had lost your audio. That's exactly something I would do. I know. Relatable. I know. As we discussed earlier, Wendy was like, I'm not really sure what you're worried about. That she's going to be fine. But uh, you were lovely about it. So speaking of lovely things, I want to start right away with this absolute runaway viral success of a piece you recently wrote. And it is called In 20 Years, My Daughter Invites Me to Dinner. It is an absolutely beautiful poem written about that experience, what that looks like. Every time I read it, I feel like (laughs) warm in my heart and I want that moment and I feel like I want to be that person. And then I also like kind of wanted that experience for myself on the daughter Mm -hmm. side. And I think that is why it was such a success because so many people could relate to it from a billion different perspectives. Like either they see themselves in it or they wanted that for themselves or they project that onto their future. And so can you talk a little bit about the experience of putting that out into the world? Sure. It was a, um, it was a quick creation, which not all of my writing is, but this one just kind of came out and it was born out of, so my daughter is, uh, she just turned seven, highly energetic, delightful, loud, vibrant energy. And there's so much that I adore about her and who she is as a person that is also sometimes takes some effort to parent mm-hmm. is the way that I would put it. But when she was younger, when she, that was especially true when she was a toddler. And one time after a very hard day, I kind of had like this vision of her at like 25 and her on her like bachelorette party and that she had invited me. And it, it was like a weird kind of like, I was almost asleep and just envisioned it. And it made me feel so calm. And I've really held on to this idea of like, if I can picture our relationship down the road, it anchors, it anchors so much of how I am as a mother right now. Mm. And that's what the piece was born out of, of like, I want to be a parent who delights in my grown up children. And in the piece I talk about not it's like talking with her about the news and poetry and art and not just like what's going on at work or, you know, what's happening with your kids and the vision of getting to do that with both of my kids when they're older is so exciting to me. And then, so I, so I shared it and as with a lot of people who write, you kind of share stuff and you don't quite know what's going to happen. And then it just went, bananas. It just, you know, got so, so much positive feedback and so many beautiful messages from, I mean, just hundreds of messages from people talking about how they don't have that with their mom and they're, they want to have that with their daughter or pregnant people like saying how that vision is really carrying them through pregnancy. And, um, I had my first (laughs) friend message that is TikTok and I, got very excited about that. I was like, I don't even know what the tickety-tockety, how to do it, but I love that. (laughs) Grandma's on the tickety-tockety. You know what I mean? But it was just, it was really, really special and moving. 
know you guys know I'm I've only been writing publicly for about two years and it's it's really extraordinary. I was just listening to this interview with George Saunders right before this and he it was Dan Harris interviewing George Saunders and they were talking about what it feels like to get um just like affirmations, like like to get noticed, to have people really respond to your work. And one thing that Dan Harris said that really resonated with me was it's like it, it's an exchange of love and that if you care about your work and your writing, it is a version of love. And then if people respond to it, that's it's just an exchange. And that's exactly what this has felt like. I I wrote I wrote about my love for my daughter and then all these people exchanged their love for their families and the work to me. And it was just really um, beautiful, a really beautiful experience. It's just not important, but I had shared it on my Instagram. I thought it was lovely. And then a friend who lives up in Portland had shared it on hers. And for some reason, I thought you guys were in the same friend circle for you know, internet mm. friend circle. And I was like, Oh, do you know Kathleen? And she's like, No, I don't know her. I just saw this today and thought it was so great. She has a daughter as well. And I was like, Oh, my God, I know her. I was so excited for you. I was super excited. I want to I, I ask a personal question if that's okay with you. And you don't have to answer it. Um, reading your piece, I couldn't help but reflect on my own relationship with my mother. She mm-hmm. died about five years ago. And we had a very tumultuous relationship growing up. She and my dad were mm-hmm. divorced. I lived with my dad most of my life. And I couldn't help but think of like so many therapy sessions and my therapist telling me like, Wendy, you are grieving the loss of a mother you never had. And mm. I wanted to ask you, and if this is too personal, please don't feel obligated to answer, but I, I wondered what your relationship is like with your mother. No, it's not too, not too personal at all. It is, it is like m- most relationships with mothers, <laughs> a lot of things. Mm-hmm. My mom is currently not in the best like cognitive health, but she's exceptionally loving and supportive. But there is, you know, over the course of many years, sometimes where I feel like I lose her for a little bit Mm -hmm. and that's hard, you know? And one thing that, so I I wrote the piece quite quickly and then shared it in my writing group. And the, the first response people had was that there's no criticism from, from the mother to the daughter in the piece. And that reaction made me reflect on the fact that, that's how my mom is to me that while it's a complicated relationship, there is, there's just not criticism there. Mm -hmm. She's very, and always has been just really um, excited for whatever path I take and super supportive and like just excited for me. And I hope that is something that I can bring. It's just like pure delight in them. And I, again, I didn't, I didn't notice it in the piece until it was reflected back in feedback that like, oh, that's what feels different about this. And, and I actually think naming it is helpful because then it's easier to think about what that looks like now and how I continue to build that in the, in the, you know, decades to come. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. Thank you for answering that. That's what I thought for me too. Like I read it as, oh, I I don't have a, mo- a mom like that in my life and that makes me sad, but it also makes me very excited for what's to come in the future with my own daughter. And yeah. I hope that I can meet that expectation. I It was just, it yeah. was lovely. I just thought it was so, so Thank nice. Thank you. I also think it's a switch from, I, I think our cohort of parents, what's happening right now on COVID is a part of this. There's a lot about parenting that feels effortful. A lot of us are trying to get A pluses and gold stars. And I think that's wonderful because it's like a no better, do better mentality. And we are all like so aware of how we want to do a good job at this. But I think sometimes what is happening is that the delight is lost and that if we're just working to do a good job, good job, good job, that's not, that's not something that's going to necessarily bring us a ton of joy and pleasure until, because there's no exhale. There's no sense of like, we got there, we did it. Now we can Mm -hmm. relax. Like, and so something I wanted to have in the piece and that I think about a lot is like letting my kids see me just be with them and have fun and like actually enjoy and not be trying to do a good job all the time. Does that, Mm. is that Mm -hmm. make sense? And I, and I say that also really respecting this urge that so many of us have to do a good job. (laughs) Um, But also like, let's like go to Prague and like do something crazy and have fun together too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's in the piece. I'm not just saying Prague. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, it's funny because, Wendy and I, our kids are a little bit older. Um, mm-hmm. We both have high schoolers, and then my daughter's 12. And I am kind of hyper aware of, like, the short amount of time that I have left yeah. with them as mine. And yeah. I'm always thinking, like, I've got to create these moments. I've got to create these moments. And I work so hard. And as we know, like, we try and – which I think we'll talk about later, but like create these magical moments. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it doesn't look the way we wanted to, where the kids don't appreciate the moment. We hope they, you know what I mean? We don't get the photo. Mm -hmm. We'd hope whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And um, one of the interesting things about having slightly older kids is as they get independent, there's a loss of natural time spent with them. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not Mm -hmm. supervising their teeth brushing and their hair brushing and they're getting ready in Mm -hmm. the morning. And the other day, I, one of my kids is kind of having a hard evening and I just kind of spent the evening in their orbit, like kind of hanging out with them as they were doing Mm. what they were doing. And Mm -hmm. after the fact, I was like, you know, that was really nice. We weren't going anywhere. There was nothing remarkable about that. I, they won't remember anything concrete about that moment. Yeah. And I probably won't either realistically after this week, but I was like, okay, I can enjoy those mundane moments. Yeah. As much as I don't want to be the constant supervisor of the teeth brushing, like, hey, we can hang out and have this conversation while you're getting ready for bed. Yeah. And that actually that might be exactly what you remember. Yeah. You know, it might be that you don't remember the like pumpkin patch or I don't know what the teenage version of that is the concert or whatever. But like, (laughs) but like just eating popcorn and like doing homework or yeah. But moreover, 
Yeah, Megan, I was gonna say, like, maybe that's what your child needed from you at that time. Oh, maybe sure. they don't all yeah. al- they don't always need the like, you know, picture perfect moment or whatever you're mm-hmm. trying to create. Like they needed that from you, even though it wasn't expressed that way or whatever. I think it's lovely. That's a very nice moment. Yeah, I mean, it was very nice for me, and I felt, like, very close to them <laughs> in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, selfishly, I'm like, oh, I really like this. Like, we were just talking about nothing, but I felt very connected to them in that moment. And what was kind of unfortunate is that it took – there was kind of some stuff going on, and it took that for me to be like, okay, I'm like, my mm-hmm. focus is on you tonight. I almost welcomed that little disruption to be like, okay, I need to be more aware of – their needs mm-hmm. uh, and again we're veering into the you know the teenager dilemma of like giving them independence but also maybe yeah. peeping on their text messages to figure out what's going on in their life and if everything's okay yeah. one thing i heard about teenagers that i can't wait for and i i will say that as someone who loves teenagers like i like bigger kids was like <laughs> having a show to gossip about have you guys have you guys done this i i think it's like such a brilliant piece of advice of like picking a show or two that you watch together and just then just like shit talking the characters <laughs> or if it's a reality show as a way to like spend together but them not feel like you they you're gonna ask some questions about them and it's like bonding judge something together <laughs> i think it's we, so i can't wait i cannot we definitely wait. do i do that with my daughter definitely yeah we I do too it. i think that's great advice because connecting with teenagers, you guys are doing it. You're doing a good job. That's what you have to do. That's what I. That's my impression, right? I know it's it's scary when they get older. It's scary. It's very fun. Like I think teenagers and older kids are fun and terrifying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of magic making and our families and our children, we're coming up on the holidays, and I want to do a really quick check in with everybody. How we're fe- I, all of us in this conversation are Christmas celebrators. How are we? How are we feeling about that season? Oh, I mean, this is my this is my Super Bowl. This is <laughs> this is wonderful. That I've been in training for this. <laughs> I am in peak shape. I have I have looked at my notes from last season. I I'm like so ready. I live in Seattle, as you guys know. And so Christmas is not just like, it is necessary. It is necessary because it's so dark and so cold and so depressing that like the Christmas lights are needed. The candles are needed. The fire is needed. All of it is very, very important. So I'm feeling great. (laughs) I'm feeling great about it. And also I love my kids are seven and eight and like, no better ages. You really are at Christmas like peak magic. Christmas magic age oh, with them. Yeah. And my son doesn't believe anymore. Doesn't believe in Santa. Hasn't for a couple of years. But what we said was that then he gets to help make Christmas magic, which is like his favorite thing in the whole world. So then he he like basically has looked at his notes from last year and is like <laughs> ready to go also. We're like quite the team. This is this is 100% real. And so he and I have some some plans and works. <laughs> Wendy, I haven't checked in with you how you're feeling about the holidays this year. But Kathleen, you should probably know that like, I'm on your team, and Wendy is like, yeah. not always the biggest fan of the holiday season. This What's is going true, on, Wendy? I know how you love well, questions. <laughs> let me tell you, 
<laughs> it's a it's a lot of years of divorced families and splitting time, oh. and I feel like it, I gotta try to make it perfect, and I fail hard at it. So I it, it stresses me out. It's very overwhelming to me. But I will <clears throat> I will tell you that for some reason this year I feel kind of hyped for it. And oh, yes, a lot of that has to do with Megan, and I will <gasps> tell you because so we. <laughs> We talked about every, I mean, she's like my therapist. Every single year we talk about this and, and she has helped me like maybe prepare a little bit where I just Mm -hmm. don't get blinded by like, now it's Christmas and I got to make this happen. So it's like the leading up to it, how to make my life run a little more smoothly so I can Mm -hmm. enjoy the time Mm -hmm. spent with family or whatever. I I love that. the lazy genius. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she has Kendra Adachi has something called the holiday docket. <laughs> this is real, and it's like a PDF that you buy. It's like ten dollars, and then you print off, and it's oh, it's like a planning manual. Yeah, and she talks you through. It's not just the calendar, but like what actually matters to you. What are the things? What are like the top three events or top three feelings you want? And for me, that helped with what you're saying, Wendy, of like seeing kind of like the runway into the season also, not just like, it's Christmas, like we have 14 things we have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, you might be into that if you're starting to to get hyped a little bit. <laughs> a little hyped. <laughs> a little hyped. Let's not, well, let's little, not get too out of control little, here. Well, Ho, 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 hyped. Ho, ho, let ho. me Let me hyped tell you, though, I was, like, hyped for Halloween, and and it didn't really happen. Like, I didn't pull out Wait, all Halloween, the decorations. Halloween <laughs> hasn't know. happened yet, though. Uh, oh, at the time of this, at the time this, this episode will drop, it will have happened. Oh, right? okay. Megan? And you already know it's going to be bad. You already know. I, I just know I haven't, like, taken out all the decorations and haven't oh, gussied yeah. up the house and... Yeah, yeah, you know, I just feel like I'm limping into it. But I think yeah. for me, a lesson that I've learned in the past several years is that it is so much less about the checklist and what doesn't get done. And per our earlier conversation, like digging in on the moments that do happen. I mean, as mentioned, it is not currently yet Halloween, but the Hallmark Christmas movies have begun and you know, we have uh-huh. a Hallmark Christmas podcast, not Hallmark, a Hallmark movie podcast. Oh, thank you. New podcast. Um, yes. But like, this is our season, right? Like we're geared up. Yeah. And my husband is all in on the Christmas movies too, especially like Hallmark movies. And today he left for work. And before he left for work, he took out like a microwave popcorn <laughs> thing and we also bought these William Sonoma mulling spices and he's like I just don't want to forget oh, to get these yes. out for our movie tonight and I was like <gasps> yes because that's the moment right like we know we're gonna watch yes. TV this evening like we're gonna make it a moment and so yes less about like there's a million things that I don't do during the holidays a million like if I were to tell you everything I wanted I, to do today I, there's no way I'm gonna get to all of it that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about because I think that's what I like about the holidays is makes me feel like a grown up where I'm like I make the rules around here. Yeah. And, and don't have to do I don't I don't do any ornaments. I don't do ornaments, which I know probably to you Megan is like, you know. Like on your tree, your tree or, does not have ornaments on, on my tree. Yeah, ex- explain that. Know. 
Yeah, I don't do any ornaments. The kids have a little, like, a mini tree, and they have ornaments on that. I, in my house growing up, I found decorating and undecorating the tree to be, at best, annoying, and Mm. at worst, like, stressful. And so I just don't do it. And so we have a big tree covered in lights, and that's it. (laughs) And I love it. Santa brings big presents. Those aren't wrapped. And then we don't buy a ton of other presents because it's good stuff from aunts and uncles. Everyone. And yeah. and all that uh-huh. kind of stuff. So I don't do like a lot of like present wrapping. And I know a lot of people spend a lot of time on that and make beautiful things. But like, that's not my ministry, as they say. But I want to know what you guys don't do. Because I'm happy to cross some more things off my list. Well, I am not 100% committed to holiday cards. I used to feel like it was something we Uh had to do. And a few years ago, I was like, I am not doing that. I don't want to. Um, Yeah. It's multiple days of work between like getting the photo and choosing the card and addressing the card and getting the stamp. It just is – I didn't enjoy it. And last year, I happened to decide like, oh, we got this photo I liked. I really feel like sending a card out. So I did. But it is not on my list of like must-dos to make the holiday season Mm -hmm. for me. I'm like, well, maybe the mood will strike. Maybe it won't. But it doesn't feel like something I have to do. I also Mm -hmm. hate gift wrapping. I hate it. I find no joy in it. I would absolutely pay a teenager in my neighborhood to wrap all of my gifts in a heartbeat. (laughs) And speaking of mothers, my mother is the world's best gift wrapper. Like her gifts are beautiful. They look like they belong in a department store. And I'm like, I need to let go of I'm never going to be jello in this moment. So completely. uh, Wendy, what don't you do? And don't say all of it because it's not true. This is not true. No, I I really – don't like to bake, Mm -hmm. even though Mm -hmm. I think like I have to, I have to make a million cookies and fudge and all this stuff. And my intentions are always so good. And then it's two days before Christmas and I go, well, we didn't do that. So yeah, whatever. I don't bake either. I don't bake. Mm -hmm. Buy some Trader Joe's Jingle Jangle and you're set, man. I I know like treats are abundant, right? Right. During the holidays. Like I don't need to add on to that in my Mm -hmm. own house just, just because I feel like I have to. Right. Yeah. What else? Don't I do, Megan? I don't like to go to holiday parties. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's right. Even mine. Don't do it. I think she's been to mine it's, once. It's just stressful to me, like making chit chat. Like, yeah. Megan, what if you set up like a ring camera so that Wendy could attend? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like a robot like iPad. That. She'll set up an iPad yeah. and here I am. Yeah. And you can just like watch it. Like, you know, move you around the room so you can, like, hear different conversations. Oh, that's what you want. You want to be a fly on the wall. You just don't want to have to participate. Yes. Right. (laughs) I am just socially awkward, and I just get consumed with, like, what am I going to talk about and how to to carry this conversation beyond, like, the weather. And you know what I mean? Like, ugh. Yeah. I would listen to a podcast of you, Wendy, just, like – giving like fashion thoughts conversation thoughts from being a fly on the wall at <laughs> megan's holiday party and be like oh, oh look who's a little look who's a little overserved in the corner like just oh like my all God. of it i would that love is it so funny i should just <laughs> that is you up yeah right <laughs> i was just thinking about other things i hate so i hate baking too but i love taking treats to neighbors that's like one of holiday fun things so now i just take i just put store-bought cookies in plastic and make them look like i made them right that's real um but oh i was like, I, if you don't like homemade. 
Yeah, exactly. If you don't like stocking, making stockings, or if you like want a stocking for yourself, I have a friend, her Instagram handle, stockings by Courtney. And you give her a budget and she does your stockings for you. Either just for you or like your whole family, whatever you want. She has like a interview and then you don't have to do it. Isn't that brilliant? Wait, 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 wait. She fills the stockings like mm-hmm. with stuff or she's mm-hmm. making a actual stocking no. stocking. She fills your stocking with stuff. She, I mean, if you're long distance, she doesn't actually fill your stocking. She gets all the stocking stuff and then she wraps every single thing. And oh my then God, I love it. it. Get out. Yourself at Christmas that. Eve. Isn't that amazing? Well, it's amazing. And I have asked Megan time after time, year after year, like, will you finish this Christmas shopping? I will just, here's my credit card. I need you to get these things. Yeah. Not even this these things because I hate coming up with like gift ideas for people who don't uh-huh. say what they want. Um, uh-huh. I just can't, I hate racking my brain trying to find the perfect gift. And I have asked Megan several times, like, here, I'll wrap all your gifts. You buy them. You know? I say yes every year. But then every year you're like, that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, maybe that guilt creeps in of like, I should do it myself. It just feels like a big ask of someone. Man, I love shopping with someone else's credit card. Are you You like it, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love buying gifts. That is a thing that I really enjoy. We go overboard for sure. We have... And my husband is as guilty as I am, guilty-er. He loves a floor covered in gifts. And every Aww. year I have to have this conversation of like, my children are the only grandchildren on both sides of our family. So oh wow, they're like, their grandparents go bananas. They have, you know, uncle aunts and uncles on both sides. They get, it's too much. It's more for, the, they can't process it. They can't. And uh-huh. even enjoy it, really. And by the time we get to Christmas morning at our house, we've had multiple Christmas events with family. Uh-huh. And I just am like, they don't – it doesn't – we need to tone it down. Uh-huh. And finally last year was still, I think, extravagant, but we're like heading in the right direction. I'm like, come on, rein it in, <laughs> rein it in. Um, but I you- – we love what do you even presents? get like teenagers because they're not oh my god they're the worst get them, like, so hard clo- i feel like everything would be so expensive <laughs> well it, it is <laughs> yeah. I, it, but my son wants nothing nothing now my daughter is uh-huh. a little bit easier because you know she's she wants clothes and she wants this and she wants that and she's like super into harry styles and let me tell you if there was a fandom that there's stuff to buy for it's harry styles oh, like go yeah. on etsy and i can yeah. get the shirt and the keychain and the poster and the sticker and the, you know what i mean like i can get her yes, everything yes. My son wants nothing. He's like, I don't know. Can I have oh. cash? Years are hard. And, you know, some years she's like, oh, I would like a new monitor for my gaming setup. And like you said, yes. Now all of a sudden it's very expensive. Very expensive and very boring. Right. I'm like, oh, yeah, here's a monitor. Like one year he got a gaming a chair. I'm like, well, en- enjoy yeah. this office chair that has better marketing. <laughs> like <laughs> For your bedroom. There is something sad about like the holiday time and when you don't have little kids anymore and like walking by the toy aisle, like it makes me real. Wait, did we lose you? No, just nobody has. I'm here. Oh, no, I think it cut out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Just I pictured you just like weeping all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like uh, thinking about the babies. You know, it, does, there, it still makes me sad though. There is really something magical about your kids wanting that one thing. I should tell everybody in our house, I'm 43 years old. My parents still affirm the existence of Santa. Oh my God. In our house, we go see Santa. And let me tell you, my 15 year old does not enjoy it. I'm like, well, that is, that is the tax you pay. For, yeah, <laughs> I am sorry. I, totally. I don't, I, this is what we're doing. And there's just something special about like, there's this thing that they ask for that they want in their heart. And it shows up. My son, when he was three, yeah. asked for a lollipop. A lollipop <laughs> was his greatest wish oh. in the world. And yeah, the, a little bit of my, that does go away. My son... This was now two years ago, three years ago. He asked for a Rising Crest pizza. And so, oh my God. <laughs> so he had a freshly baked DiGiorno Rising Crest pizza. Oh, my Christmas God. Morning. This morning under the oh. tree. I love that. No assembly required. <laughs> no assembly required. Wait, I just told a friend with very small kids this tip, and she's obsessed with it, so I will share it with you guys, even though you don't have small kids or for your listeners if you have little kids the reason to buy things used like the big presents like the bicycle the play kitchen the like rolly slide thing that all the kids have get it used because then you don't have to assemble it yeah this is the actual reason to buy used is that like putting together a play kitchen at midnight on christmas eve (laughs) is hell but like you can get it a little you can get it cheaper and then just put a put a blanket over it in your garage and haul it out. Anyways, this is my also recycling is good and there are too many products on the earth, but also then you don't have to assemble the big toys <laughs> by used. Let me talk to you about the Barbie dream house. Oh, oh my yes. gosh. Legendary. <laughs> Legendary. Uh, my kids one year got like a basketball, like pop a shot. Do you know what I'm to like a arcade basketball game? Oh, with fun. Like yeah. The ramp, but I mean, my husband, I think he had to stay home from Christmas Eve dinner to assemble that thing oh in the backyard. And um, where is that thing now, Megan? Is it oh, gone? Um, it's gone, but let me be very clear that that was never my decision to buy that, much like all of the other big, exciting ideas that my husband has had over the years, like the ping pong table he's currently trying to get rid of. That I wisely said... I don't think we need one of those in our home as much as you want this big moment for yourself on Christmas morning. Oh, my gosh. Look, the man loves some Christmas magic. So (laughs) speaking of, I think we've kind of touched on this, but how are we making this? What ways are we making the season magical for our children, especially your peak Christmas joy children, Kathleen. Well, I I touched on this a little bit. So I take I take debriefing notes at the end of like early in early January every year. Mm-hmm. So I went back and my notes from last year said that we did too much yeah. last year. It just felt like I don't know if you guys had this experience, but here in Seattle, it felt like COVID was finally like people were kind of leaving the house for the first time. So we were just stacked out with like Santa nutcracker. So I'm trying to do less, like just one event every weekend. I think the other thing I've been thinking about is how to use Christmas to create experiences, but for my kids, that's about them and doesn't involve me. Oh, um, interesting. 
that is about their so they they obviously maybe not obviously but they buy a present for each other mm-hmm. and i heard a family that did this that i think i'm going to inst- start instituting where they can open their present from each other on christmas eve if they can remember what their sibling got them the year before <laughs> just as a way to like to because like you like christmas morning is like you know bonkers bananas and so even if they're opening something from each other, they're not going to really remember that, mm-hmm. but somehow removing it from the madness so that they have an experience, just the two of them. And then that they try to remember it um, is something I want to do this year. And then also, like I said, Peter loves making magic. And one of the rules we said about that is that he can help on Christmas Eve if he makes at least a magical one magical experience for Beatrice, his little sister. And so he's done that the last couple of years where he like decorates her room in fairy lights and then leaves a oh, note from sweet. like an elf that came or um, puts cookies, like makes a bunch of Christmas cookies and packs her whole lunch full of cookies from an elf, like just stuff like, so I'll help him do whatever his magic is this year so that he can help on Christmas Eve. I love that. A quick question, and I, I, w- I know the answer for Wendy, and I'm guessing the answer for you. Are there elves on the shelves in your homes? There are no elves on the shelves. <laughs> I am the motherfucking elf. Doing- <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at the elf right here. <laughs> right? You know, there's a, there's a TikTok video that I came across a while ago and then re-came across last week that I um, – saved my phone because we were about to travel and the woman was like my husband talks about like how he likes to be like the go with the flow he's so easy on vacation and she's like no you don't like i'm the flow i flowed Uh it right and i sometimes Uh i think like in the background i'm like i'm the flow i am the flow and just acknowledging that myself everyone thinks like i'm just i'm just so easy going about all oh my gosh i truly i before covid i was like i'm such a relaxed person and then when everything (laughs) fell apart i remembered selling my therapist one day i think i'm only easy going when everything's going exactly like i planned it (laughs) she's like yeah yeah (laughs) sounds about right (laughs) um so i loved your idea of nurturing relationships between siblings at this time for kids who either don't have siblings or, mm-hmm. you know, our kids are getting older. I think it's an interesting time to talk about like nurturing their friendships and mm-hmm. um, how to be a good friend during this time. I think it like kind mm-hmm. of lends itself to that naturally. And to your point, everyone missed our lovely conversation about hosting in your home and how wonderful that can be. But Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter's planning a Halloween party for some of her friends. Yeah. And she was like, has all these games she wants to play. And she has two very distinct groups of friends. And so she's like, I can't be with both of them on Halloween. So she's having a day before party with this other group. And I think getting to this age and realizing like, okay, you know, we are your family, but as you get older, your network will get wider and teaching them how do we nurture those relationships at the holidays and not let them fall into the trap of like my parents make everything happen and I just go along for the ride yeah I love that so much I like them having Uh, their own stuff yeah and I wonder too if it's a chance for her to 
either like take a bunch of pictures and start like a notebook of the parties that she's hosted again like a version of like debriefing but like Mm -hmm. what was really fun what was like what was the menu would be such a fun artifact over the years you know like which friends came that didn't the next i don't know that'd be that's so i i love that i will say when you have daughters that are like tweens and teens i don't know about you wendy but i live in like not perpetual fear, but I live with an awareness that her friend groups can implode at any moment. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Female friendships are very fragile at this age. And so yeah. I'm like, what can we do? Because I will admit when she was like, can I have a party with this group? Outwardly, my reaction was yes. And inwardly, I was like, I got to buy all this food. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I got to get all of the supplies and all this another thing for me to do. But... The overarching feeling is like, well, I really want her to nurture these friendships and these relationships. So how do you you, like, how do you do? How do you not freak out? (laughs) How do you guys not freak out about? Oh, I I freak out all the time. Like, I'm not. (laughs) Oh, do I? Thanks, Megan. (laughs) No, I'm not saying you. I'm saying I do. Like, I'm agreeing with you. I think that's parenting older kids is terrifying a little bit. It is. And I don't have the answers and I give her the wrong answers sometimes. And like, it's hard. It's really hard. Okay. Wendy and I just did an episode of like all the stuff we're currently coveting in like life, all the stuff we want. Um, Coveting. Oh my God. Okay, great. But let's, let's take that to the holiday level. Um, Okay. I know you have a tip. The Tim's Fraser for candle is the be all end all holiday candle in my oh opinion. Oh my gosh, that thing is like rich people life. That is rich people <laughs> candle life. Do you know what I mean? To I spend do. that much money on something that will disappear because it's a candle. <laughs> that is if you wanna feel like you have your poop in a group and you are living a rich life, just buy one of those candles. Well, I and my so mom many... buys those, and I'm like, oh, of course she does, because be old people have the money to literally burn. They literally have fu candle money, right? So... Exactly. <laughs> so for those okay, of us but with I do the Target budget, with the Target budget, but the Fraser for aspirations, a couple mm-hmm, thoughts. Mm-hmm. They make an essential oil of that candle that will last you the entire Christmas season oh. in a diffuser. Yes, it is their oil for their reed diffuser, but just put it in your normal oil, you know, diffuser thing. And it is so good. It is so That's good. That's a hot tip. That's, and it's not going to burn your house down. It's not going to burn your house down. And it just like smells. So, you know, we have a fake tree. I love me a fake too, tree. Too. Yeah, me too. And then it smells like a real tree. You can, I put it like up on the mantle behind it. That's tip number one. Tip number two is Target now has an excellent knockoff of it that is very, very affordable. It's called Forest Fur, and it comes in all these different cute tins, two wicks, three wicks. How many wicks is too many wicks? Like, it's so good, (laughs) and it's really, really cheap. It's like you can get it for $5. And then if you want to, you can always cut off the the wrapper, and you can pretend that it's the fancy one because it really smells identical. (laughs) Oh, I'm all that, for that peeling is, off like a. I've peeled oh, off yeah, many yeah, yeah. a that like, is also Glade or Target label. In my rich life. people, <laughs> rich people shit. I have another. I have another. Um, this was from a different podcast, but it's really changed my life. So I have like a cake stand with a glass. 
is it a cloche? Is that how you call it? You know what I mean? Like a cake yeah, 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 with like a dome cover over it. Yeah. And I just have treats in it all the time. Again, I don't bake these treats, but it just looks like I do. <laughs> it just looks like we're a house that has like fresh baked treats all the time. Right now I'm looking at it and it has like pumpkin, bread, and snickerdoodles in it. Didn't <gasps> this is a year round thing that you do this? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh, and then I it's love just that. like out on the island and not that having children like my home is my number one goal but i do love it when my kids friends come over and they're like you have another kind of cookie out i'm like yeah (laughs) come on over you're welcome anytime i love that Um, just making it feel festive magic all the time in terms of holiday decorations you mentioned you don't do ornaments is there like a Mm -hmm. uh a type of decoration that you are drawn to like some people collect nutcrackers or yeah i love a bottle brush tree oh Oh, me too i have like i do our mantle with bottle brush tree and then i our house is kind of i don't know how to describe it it's like got pretty clean lines so i don't go crazy with colored stuff it's like a lot of whites and light greens and then i love the costco garland 10 Mm. out of 10 Mm. and Okay, this is actually a little expensive, but it is the best thing that I did last Christmas season was having someone hang Christmas lights for me. Oh, 100%. Oh, We're yep. both all we in on that. Uh, okay, I feel like this happens in California. Like, people around here don't do this so yeah, much. Yeah. And it changed my life because number one, it looked incredible. It was like so perfectly straight, uh-huh. not having to do it. Uh-huh. And like, here it rains every day. So like putting up Christmas lights is a huge pain in the ass. Um, and then they also leave them up. They, I got them up like October and then didn't take them down till February, which I know sounds insane, but here we only get like six hours of daylight in January. It's so, so, so dark. So it's really nice to have really pretty Christmas lights on your house because that's what you're mostly going to see when you go to work. And when you come home, it's pitch black. You can't get away with that in California because we all have HOAs. And so January 6th are like... Take your lights yeah. down, please. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get, we, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I woke up the dog. <laughs> oh. Look, my neighborhood is very all in on the holidays. And we have a neighbor who rents like a full-blown cherry picker too. He hangs lights wow. like across the street. He hangs lights <gasps> on like common areas. And we have these trees that he lights every year. And he leaves them up until the moment the association starts sending us all angry letters like who put these lights up because our landscapers are going to cut them down <gasps> um okay first off i love this neighbor yes I, you need to take him some holiday cookies from trader joe's as oh a hundred percent we are all in now we like you have our lights done wendy does too and i i think this is like an idea that is slowly catching on but the first couple of times i would talk about this people would be like that is the laziest thing I've ever heard. I and I, I fully accept that judgment because for me, it is worth every single penny of it because I don't have to do it. I don't have to put them up. I don't have to take them down. I am I was messaging my guy in like September where I'm like, <laughs> what's the earliest date you can get out here? Like, I am ready. Ready. Yeah, uh, people here don't do it, but I think, I mean, I think they should. Yeah, well, it's going to catch on once everybody realizes. Now, like, the popular people here are hard to book because, like, if you're good, Uh you're booked. So your holiday lights go up early and stay up late. When do holiday interior decorations go up in your house? 
Typically, so my birthday is in the middle of November, and typically on my birthday, I want that's what I want on my birthday. Nice. <laughs> like, so you're on pre-Thanksgiving decorator also. Yeah, pre-Thanksgiving. I don't I don't speaking of things we don't do, I don't like Thanksgiving. Oh. I don't like Thanksgiving food. We are not a Thanksgiving family. We are uh-huh. a Christmas family. Nice. So we typically make not like we just do our own thing for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm, we often make mm-hmm. Mexican food and like it's not our holiday. So for me, Thanksgiving or for me, November is Christmas season. My husband's a teacher, and so he always has Veterans Day off, and so that is, which I know is early. Oh, nice. Come for me if you want. It, it brings my house joy. Wendy yeah. will show up right after we decorate and like develop a twitch for the next seven weeks, but <laughs> <laughs> we really look forward to it and enjoy it. It has like it used to be like the weekend before Thanksgiving, and then we just kept bumping it earlier and earlier. Yeah, and totally. now he's like, we have a full seven weeks of Christmas decorations. Oh, I'm like, yeah, God. get into it, man. Wait, Wendy, but what's Wendy? Your- Oh, yeah, yeah, Wendy, you said encourage. that you're like into it this year. Yeah, but not not that early. No. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's okay. The but most you can expect from me is like perhaps we'll put the artificial tree up on Thanksgiving Day, but yeah, I don't I don't want all the other crap up because we have a lot of crap at our house. My husband loves Christmas, and we just have oh. a lot of stuff. And I just it's on every surface, and I just can't deal. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. We have a lot of stuff too. Wait, talk to me about your decorations. Both I of you. What mean, the- we have five trees. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we have. Do you get a little embarrassed to like admit that every year, Megan? Uh, a little. Where do now, you, where do you where do you store uh, them? Well, where do we store them? Well, let me yeah. tell you. So we had one tree, one you know, one centerpiece tree, and then we're like, oh, we should put one in. Like we have a downstairs room we call the playroom. It's just like a little front TV room. We should put one because the window opens to the front. And then mm. we were like, well, we've got room in our bedroom for a, a littler tree. So we put one in our room. And then we're like, well, the kids should have one. So now every bedroom has a tree. The kids' trees and our trees get stored in our closets. Wow. Yeah. Do all five trees have ornaments? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's a lot of ornaments, right, Kathleen? <laughs> Yeah, it, it is. So the kids' <laughs> ornaments, they can be whatever they want. Like they picked all their own ornaments for their trees. Our living room tree is like our classic holiday ornaments. Our primary bedroom tree is like all the ornaments that don't make the cut. You can't live in this house very long unless you're team Christmas. I love it. Speaking of peak Christmas magic age, do you have like a books that you like with your children or for yourself oh, during yeah. the holidays? I do. Yeah, I, that was one of the things. I um, I did like the book advent calendar mm. thing for a while. And f- I, what I found was it was really helpful f- for like, you know, family members that want to get my kids something but don't totally know what. I would say just send your favorite Christmas book. Mm-hmm. And that was a good – that was a good way to get um, – it was a good gift option for people. But now we have – a ton of them. So now I just put them underneath the tree in baskets. We have, uh-huh. they come out just for Christmas and my kids love that. And then they'll lay under the tree and read books, Aww. you know, and it's sweet to see, have them look at the books they, from when they were little, like I haven't gotten rid of any of them. We still have like the, I don't know, 
Sesame Street Christmas and yeah, the, like yeah. find the cookie and the page Christmas <laughs> and the oh that one where it's like the sweet smell of Christmas where it's like scratch and sniff. Yeah, um, and I mean that kind of stuff. I'm not like a super nostalgic person, but I'm like, oh my grandbabies are going to be looking at these books. Like, <laughs> this these books are not going anywhere. Yeah, we have all those. We have all those too. And sadly, like they don't see the light of day the last couple of years because I I'm like, why would I bring these out? She's 13, 14. She doesn't want to yeah. like look at these books. But what I did, uh, and I don't. I wish I remember who told me this, but when she was little. We would buy like a new Christmas book and then we would outline her hand like on the Stop. inside page. Yeah, so I'm never getting rid of these books. Like Stop, that's so cute. You know, it's got her sweet little like three year old handprint oh in it gosh. or whatever. Oh, so, I love that. And they're, they're sweet. I could never get rid of them, but I kind of like your idea of like putting them in a basket or something, yeah. like to have them yeah. around. I don't, sweet. it's like I have, especially my son, like if I said to him, hey, look at these Christmas books. He would ignore them for the whole season. <laughs> but if I just put them down and like pretend there's nothing to see here, <laughs> like if I let him discover them for himself, then he's all in. But if I like in any way nudge towards like, oh, remember this thing? He'll be like, no, no mom, I don't care. <laughs> but somehow I call it like the sea anemone. Like I can't like poke too hard or he'll recoil so i just see <laughs> yeah just pretend i don't know oh where did these books come from weird hmm. well and i you know i think wendy for our older kids like even if they're not they're unlikely to pick them up just i think seeing them might make you happy especially like under the tree before it gets filled with stuff just has like a yeah i love that idea well you know i have I that thought... dog that eats a bunch of stuff so i'm yeah, definitely not putting oh, it under the tree that would be a problem <laughs> You know, uh, how, you know how you said that the Christmas lighting companies were, like, killing it? I feel like we could start, like, uh, rent a baby Christmas company where, like, you just get to, like, rent, like, a two- or a three-year-old to come over for to, like, experience your holiday magic and read all your books and, like, <laughs> yeah. don't you know what I mean? Uh -huh, like, it really uh -huh. is, like, you were saying, like, a little kid at Christmas is so fun. So we, fun. Like, you know, we do our Christmas lights every year and like kids walk through the neighborhood and they like walk up to our little reindeer and I'm like Ugh. the creeper peeping out the window. I'm like, look, they love the reindeer. Oh, I love it. I love <laughs> like, it. We take hard on it. Halloween decorations and I have started working on our couch just because I love hearing little kids freak out over them. <laughs> Do you have any last bits of holiday wisdom before we wrap up? Buy yourself really good presents. Yes. <laughs> That's also important have at least one thing you're really excited to open on Christmas morning. And so. tell everybody where they can find you outside of this episode of the podcast. They can find me. My handle on Twitter and Instagram is Kathleen spelled out with a K and then I C A N R A H Kathleen Akinra. And I post my writing on Instagram pretty regularly. I write for romper often and I post a lot of pictures of my dog, Larry, who's very large, he's like the size of a horse, and love to talk holidays always, books always, kids stuff always, and love you guys, Megan and Wendy, always too. 
Aw, thank you. That's so sweet. Well, thank you so much for joining us once again on the podcast. It was so fun to talk to you. I feel like I'm even more hyped about the holidays when I hear other people's plans. But thank you again so much. It's been an absolute joy. Thank you guys for having me. If you know anything about Bob, the TikTok dog, who wasn't adopted at a local dog adoption event, please let us know. I'm crying. I want Bob. Welcome back to Megan and Wendy Approved, where we share something we've been using and loving. What you got? It's so not exciting. But I bought this product for my daughter because she had she gets like little like curly frizzies up at the top of her hair when it's like damp out Uh because she's got like naturally little curly hairs anyway it's called igk good behavior smoothing spray you put it on like before you you can put it on before you blow dry it but like you put it on before you like flat iron it or curl it or whatever it is to mimic a like keratin treatment Uh uh-huh and the Instagram ads is what got me on it because it was showing like a before and after just was like spectacular. Stupid expensive at $32 a bottle. Mm -hmm. Can you believe it? Mm -hmm. But I bought it anyway. And she's like, yeah, I like it. But so I wanted to, I thought it was quite lovely. Like it really smoothed things out. Like I like the way it smells. Some people say it it smells really bad. I don't think it smells bad. It has like a marshmallow like Uh, uh scent to it a little bit. If you have struggled with like a frizz hair or I'm trying to think of a better word than frizz, like a. Yeah. Flyaways. Yeah. You know, she's young. She's not really familiar with the experience of trying a beauty product that didn't deliver at all. She's like, yeah, of course it works. Why wouldn't it work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. I'm glad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually discussed my approved item in our interview with Kathleen, and I wanted to share that this item is something I approve of. These are the William Sonoma Mulling Spices. Do you drink it? No. Well, you can. So during the holidays, we go to a local mall, and all the stores are decorated for the holidays and there's a William Sonoma that always smells delightful we always Mm -hmm. go in and the other day they were simmering mulling spices and my husband's a super sucker and he was (laughs) like what is that and they're like well I'll show you and so you can simmer them in like a cider or a mulled wine or if you just want that delicious scent in your home yeah I like that simmer them on the stove which is how we do it I don't really like a spicy cider or a mulled wine Mm -hmm. that's not for me. Is a mold wine hot? Yeah. A hot wine? Yeah. Sounds awful. I have had <laughs> it once. so gross. I really wanted to get into the festive moment. It didn't do it for me. I am. But these smell delicious. What's odd is every time we use them, my husband goes, can you smell them? Yes, you can smell them. <laughs> He's like, maybe I have COVID. This is every single. Oh my God. That's so funny. He said, you just need to leave the room and come back in and then you'll. It's like when you're cooking the turkey, you can't appreciate the Thanksgiving uh-huh. dinner until you walk in from yeah. greeting your family at the front door. Yeah. Anyway, they're nice. We just simmer them in some water. They make the house smell nice. Just really gets us in that holiday mood mm. if you like that spicy. They're $17. You get a number of uses out of them. They're a little holiday indulgence. Got it. It's nice. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. Don't forget you can get more of us on Girls Gone Hallmark, which has its own feed. We'd love it if you would take a listen to those episodes. Even if you're not a Hallmark movie fan, come hang out with us and maybe get 
the info ahead of time on which one of these movies you should be watching and which ones you should be skipping. For sure. Because we don't hold back. Until next time, have a great week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.